Hello, I'm Nick. I'm Sam. And so today we'll be discussing and comparing the Eastern and Western interpretation of elements. So um, just to give a little brief um, background to what we're going to be drawing on, we'll be discussing Empedocles a decent amount. So just to give a little background on him, he was born in um, Acragus, Sicily in roughly 490 BCE, and he kind of created the basis for the thought of love and strife kind of working together and providing balance to our universe, but also playing integral roles into who we are as human beings. And they love and strife kind of serve as the two things that connect us. So I'm actually going to read from Empedocles right now. Um, strife apart from them, equal in all directions, and love among them, equal in length and breadth. Behold her with your mind, and do not sit with your eyes staring in amazement. She is also recognized as innate in mortal limbs. Through her, they have kindly thoughts and do peaceful deeds, calling her by the appellation joy and also Aphrodite. No mortal man has seen her spinning among them, but listen to the undeceitful course of my account. For these, the four elements, are all equal and all of the same age. But each rules in its own province and possesses its own individual character but they dominate in their turn as time revolves. And nothing is added to them or subtracted, for if they were perishing continuously, they would no longer be. So in this passage, Empedocles is kind of asserting how important not only love and strife are, but the four elements, which are um, it's earth, air, water, and fire. Um, and so he's kind of relating each one to love and strife and saying that innately the universe and each human being is connected through not only the four elements but also love and strife and that they kind of encompass the entire universe but that's what also makes us different and also makes us the same in the sense that they've always been and they always will be um and that just again kind of encompasses the entire universe yeah and so they really they go through cycles really with it so it also seems a lot more materialistic but uh so here I'll give another uh, quote from Empedocles. So, they dominate in turn as the cycle evolves, and they decrease into one another and grow in their turn as destined. For there are just these things, and running through one another, they come to be both humans and the tribes of other beasts, at one time coming together into a single cosmos by love, and at another each being born apart again by the hatred of strife, until they grow together into one, the whole, and become subordinate. So here we can really see that the mixture of love and strife make up everything. So that's the cosmos, which entails us or the earth itself. Um, and so with this basis, it reminds me a lot of the feng shui five elements. And so just to start with the feng shui five elements, they're called wuxing. And they were found at around the same time as Empedocles. So the first element, being wood, translated to tree sometimes, is matter's growing stage. And so these also are kind of made up of yin and yang, which can be compared to love and strife. So with yin being pretty much love and strife being pretty much yang. Um, and so the next element would be fire, which is matter's prosperity stage and that has a lot of yang character. Uh, the third element being earth, which is a balance of yin and yang, 
and is matter's stabilizing and conserving stage, the fourth element being metal, and that's matter's decline stage, and the fifth element being water, and that's matter's dying stage. And so with these elements, uh, they're not really thought of as physical objects, but more as energy. And so there's an idea of what's called qi flow in traditional Chinese medicine, which means that we can't really see these things interacting, but they're definitely there. And so with that, we see a fundamental difference in Eastern and Western thought, where Western thought likes to think of things as more of energies flowing rather than, or Eastern thought likes to think of energies more flowing and Western thought likes to think of more materialistic uh, world and such. Um, and so also uh, we're going to talk about in the Iliad on how we see a balance of love and strife. Uh, right. So throughout the uh, throughout the Iliad, I mean, we can see a lot of strife just in terms of both sides and kind of what they deal with in terms of so much death and agony um, amongst their loved ones caused not only by mortal men, but also by the gods. Um, and strife is kind of reaches its climax once Achilles um, kills Hector, and we, we see how distraught Priam is, but it almost seems as if that strife leads to love. And um, once Priam kind of approaches Achilles and just asks and kind of pleads for his son, his son's body back, we see that the strife has become love. And the, and the two sides that have been fighting and bickering over the course of the entire war or the book um, really aren't are much more similar than we had initially thought they were and um, it seems as almost if the strife being the war in this situation has brought love which is the moment that Achilles and Priam share um, over Hector's dead body mm -hmm. and yeah definitely we see the same kind of idea with uh, yin and yang and so if you can picture the yin and yang symbol it has one side that's white with a black dot in it and the other side that's black with a white dot. And so this also goes through cycles and is thought to be in a dynamic equilibrium just like love and strife where the white dot inside the black side will become larger and the black dot inside the white side will also become larger and eventually engulf the white side. And so you'll have a switching of sides between the white and the black side. And so having these things as being interchangeable um, is seen in really both cultures. Uh, and so it's really interesting to think about modern science nowadays where we know because of the first law of thermodynamics that matter is made up of both energy and matter. And so it's very interesting to see that one culture has really decided to stick to very materialistic and very scientific ways of thought, which would be the Western way of thought. And the other has really thought of these energies as things that we can't really see. Um, and so that each have been really uh, the fundamental basis of medical um, terminology and scientific thought, I guess. Right. And just stemming off of that, the, the four elements that Empedocles was referring to are fire, air, water, and earth. Um, just based on what Nick is saying, these seem much more concrete um, in the Western world than in the Eastern world. So why do you think that is? Why do you think the Western world kind of focuses more on these four elements as being 
um, the concrete building blocks of all life and kind of the sustenance that life revolves around as opposed to um, metaphysical and more um, energy uh, related. Well, I find it interesting that they especially use these four elements and uh, Empedocles even gives certain recipes onto how to make, say, bones and blood. Right. Uh, and so I think that there's really a thought that we can start to almost control Mm -hmm. uh, the universe based on these materialistic things that we can see. And they really do feel as though based on observations, we can start to really manipulate the world and use it to our uh, greatest advantage. And I think that when comparing that to Eastern thought, where they think, well, we can't see this energy, we can only kind of know what happens. So right. it's a fundamental idea in acupuncture that right. if you hit a certain point that chi will flow there. Mm -hmm. And so they definitely felt as though they couldn't, well, I feel as though they, they felt that they couldn't explain that. Right. And so rather than trying to explain it, they would just rather be able to utilize it. So it's embracing it as opposed to kind of questioning it? Exactly. Okay. Um, but I mean, in, in Western um, texts that we've kind of looked at, we've seen the importance of gods and the, the role that they play. So is it almost that Western philosophers stemmed away from the importance that gods played and just kind of understood that these four elements have always been there? Um, or is it just that it's actually Eastern um, civilization that embraced the like the the more spiritual aspect like why like I guess what I'm getting at is where did like what is this difference in spirituality and like why is it different I guess amongst the two civilizations well I think the biggest thing is thinking about in Chinese culture there was never really a major god or many deities there there right. was but they weren't as kind of like prominent prominent in okay, such and sure. there weren't as many myths and right. so maybe they just kind of always thought of these energy flows as being the uh, supernatural. Okay. And so with that, they kind of are like, okay, well, it's kind of always there, but the, the energy is really the big thing. So as opposed to stemming from a god, it kind of comes from the individual itself. So it's just like the human spirit as opposed to what the gods kind of hand out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you. Well, I guess that's everything we had to say. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we'll see you later.